Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 83. We have returned. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Good to be back. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Tiger's gonna get on a song from like every culture this year, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> All right, where are we starting? NFL. What game? Uh, the Thanksgiving games. Okay. I watched two of them. Uh, I figured the Falcons would lose. Yeah. Uh, but I watched the first two. Uh, that Chicago-Detroit game was a ton of fun. It was. Uh, it was It was one of those typical, you know, before we ate, everybody was kind of paying attention to it. Uh, yeah. And it was a fun game, man. That Detroit quarterback who's ma- bl- Blow or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago's kind of like... Everybody gave up on them, and they're continuing to fight through, which I like. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot will be decided tonight, but yeah, man, it was, that was a fun first game. It was. It was. I liked it, too. Then we got to the uh, beatdown of Thanksgiving, <laughs> where uh, Josh Allen, if you're not familiar, the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback, having a very good year, I might add. For a respectable, uh, probably playoff team at this point. Yeah. Uh, but Josh Allen on Thanksgiving evening or afternoon looked like uh, Steve Young. <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely cooked for Thanksgiving. Right. He did. <laughs> he was cooking Dallas up. He was making people think like, oh, I guess there are other Lamar Jackson clones in the NFL out there. He did, he did make people think there's other runners, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Dallas, Dallas made people think that, really. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have much to say. It was obviously I had a lot of fun watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, all the complaints about Dallas, I've already made them. <laughs> right. Right, all right. Last game. You said you didn't watch the Falcons game. You yeah, said, right? I mean, I saw the 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 like the third string quarterback was cooking in weird ways. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. Have you it ever is. seen a third string quarterback get a punt block, a receiving touchdown, a throwing touchdown? <laughs> no, like he was everywhere. Yeah, I've never seen that. It was bizarre. But yeah. Sean Payton doing a good job over there. Yeah, ho- hopefully uh it stays like that. Hopefully I I don't know. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Saints this year. I mean 
I do. I don't know. I have a. I have faith. I think the experience is there. They have an easy end of the year schedule, which is nice. It's good well, for them because they always close the year out poorly. Right. They got the Colts, the Titans, and the Panthers. But they got the 49ers next. But after that, Colts, Titans, and Panthers. Titans and Panthers should be easy dubs. I mean, the Titans are playing really well right now. Yeah, but not Saints well. No, you're right. It should be easy dub. I don't count the Titans out, but the Saints should they should handle that. <laughs> Looks like Dallas finally <laughs> gave Zeke the ball. Yeah, I'll let this game go. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss it if their season's over next week, which if they lose, it will be. Right. All right, what are the games? Uh, I was Sunday shocked, games? and I watched, and I don't know what made me watch this, or like the fourth quarter of this game, I think because mm-hmm. uh, one of the games ended early. Mm-hmm. The Ron Rivera getting getting fired. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I don't think he was either. <laughs> now, now before to me, he's a good coach. But before I get into that, I ha- I don't have an excuse for losing to the Redskins. I I just don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Kyle Allen who's had a pretty good year. Like y- you can't beat the Redskins. You're fighting for your playoff lives. And you can't beat the Redskins. You don't deserve to go to the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. But with that being said, I think Ron Rivera has overachieved with every Carolina roster that he's had. I would agree, yeah. I mean, Carolina has been a really good football team for like, not I'm not going to say a decade, like seven, eight years. And they've been consistently competitive, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... They were only contenders for maybe two or three, mm-hmm. uh, but they were a playoff team, you know, pretty much the last eight years. Yeah. And to me, he's done a good job. He's always had a strong defense. He's, I mean, he's allowed McCaffrey to flourish. I, I don't know that every coach could do that. Yeah, when you're, you know, when your offense is based around Cam. Cam goes down and you find a different way, you know, you get the running back to be an MVP candidate almost. Yeah. I mean, he he was trying to adapt to win for sure. And I, I feel like he should get credit for that. It's okay. He'll be coaching the Cowboys next year. He, he, he's definitely getting a job. The Cowboys job. <laughs> I, I would like there that. There will be a job. <laughs> I would like that. There will be a job for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, what else? So, <clears throat> I mentioned the uh, Buffalo Bills annihilating the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. which was a joy for me. But the reason it was such a joy was because being the presumptuous fan that I am, I was as soon as that game ended, I said, oh, Eagles, this is it. This is your moment. Then I went to e- back time. Then I went to ESPN.com and checked who they're playing that Sunday and saw yeah. that it was the Miami Dolphins. Easy pickings. And I said, I don't even have to watch the game. We're good. Yeah. Carson Wentz, bounce back. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. and, and while he, he played well for the most part, their defense just collapsed all of a sudden. He I don't I don't know if he played that well. 
He's what, like twenty six for forty six. I mean, he was chucking. I figured. <laughs> I figured he would. When you can't stop Miami, you got Fitz Magic just dotting you up all over the field. Yeah, he his yardage game is so crazy, dude. <laughs> I don't understand. The Dolphins are really fucking themselves out of a top ten pick. I know. I, I like that they're competitive, and I respect it. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Why is I don't know I really don't understand why Fitzpatrick is playing because it makes me think that they're trying to win games, <laughs> which is just which is ridiculous because this is a franchise that has embraced tanking. Yeah, it it is kind of crazy that like they're having such a good time winning games for no reason. That's what Fitzpatrick does, though. I yeah, mean, it is. We we said it earlier in the year. I'm sure a lot of people said it. Yeah, um, that's his game. For sure. But I, I love that Miami's not a guaranteed win on the schedule to close the year out. I don't know what their schedule is, but I hope they, they ruin a couple more teams' playoff chances. <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah. It would be it would be pretty crazy. The playoffs are getting pretty um it's not being it's not very competitive into like the you know, going into the playoffs at this point. Looks yeah, like, I mean, a, a lot of the, the, a lot of the like home teams, or yeah. the teams that have you know won a big number of games, they've already kind of locked, you know, one through three seed. Yeah. But the NF, I, NFC is exciting to me, man. And the, by the way, the Dolphins—they're not going to ruin anybody's. Oh, okay. <laughs> the people they play are not going to the playoffs. I know they play the Bengals at some point. The Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals. Oh, yeah. That, wow. Miami could – how much wins do they have? That could be three more wins, you just said. They're three and nine. Miami could be six and nine to end the year. <laughs> that would be crazy. Brian, well, Brian Flores is coach of the year if that happens. Then they got um, New England last, though. So Yeah, and last game of the year, that's – I'm going with Miami in that one. <laughs> Who's not? Is no one playing? Tom not playing? I would I would assume with how trash he's been. They'll they'd probably still beat. Nah, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's it's fun that the Dolphins are are competitive though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. All right, what else? The big game. The huge game. 49ers and Ravens. Ah, oh, what a game, man. It was a good um I won't say it was a good game. It was a good game, but it was a good game because it kept you on the edge of your seat, you know? Not a good game because it was like a lot of good play play by both teams, but you know, you never knew who was going to win till the end, really. I still wasn't sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, like we said, they were just they let um, Tucker go out there like it was over already. <laughs> He's kicking like I've, a I've never yard seen I've never ball. seen somebody so sure about winning the game. <laughs> yeah, it was a, still a fifty-yard field goal. Like I, I didn't even think like Vinatieri when he was just you know scorching. Yeah, he would just come out there like a regular kicker. Mm-hmm. And he was just mad consistent. Tucker's got like swag when he got he when he comes out there. There was like no pressure. <laughs> yeah, it was like no big deal. Like yeah, we got this. They're already 
<laughs> high five and pop right. champagne and all that. Like, wow, it's over. Yeah, it was nice though. It, it kind of proved what I thought about both teams. Okay. Uh, where it proved to me that Lamar Jackson was not fluke. Right. Because you could say kind of they've just been dominating teams. Mm-hmm. And they got in a close game, and they did exactly what they should do. They dominated the time of possession. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to run the ball, you have to commit to getting first downs. Right. And and they did that. I mean, they, they had the ball with, like, six minutes left, and Garoppolo never got it back. Yep. That's ridiculous to me. And yeah. Lamar just proved that he's an MVP candidate or he's an MVP favorite because he was just making plays even though it was a close game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was – I mean, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> he's magic to watch really because – He's changing the league. Yeah. Like it's it's interesting. Cam Newton didn't do this. Not in this way. That's, That's what sure. I mean. Like, Cam yeah. Newton was in- incredible, his Super Bowl run. Yeah. But the league wasn't like, oh, my God, we need mobile, strong, running quarterbacks. Yeah. Now, now they're, Lamar Jackson is changing how mobile quarterbacks are going to have to be in five years. And the confidence, like the Ravens, watching the Ravens, just overall as a team, not just in the last kick, we talked about that, but the confidence they have every play like they're never uh, they feel it looks like they're never under pressure because they just know even on defense like okay you know whatever our defense got that like in the whole league has confidence in lamar jackson and and to me that really shows how good a player is when everyone no one is betting against him for something you know what i mean yeah um we see that in other sports but like uh it doesn't happen often in football, really. Yeah, because the, the question becomes: Will it be sustainable? Yeah, but that's like I, you know, we'll we'll get to that right after this year plays out. It's just I, it's so much fun to watch. It is, it is. I think Harbaugh is a lock for Coach of the Year. By the way, he should be because opinion. he's he's also changing how coaches approach like teams. Yeah. Like to commit to your like your quarterback skill set, it didn't used to be like that. No, it used no. to be you know your quarterback has to adjust to be the 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 typical like passer. Mm-hmm. Now you're, I think it's going to open doors for so many different kinds of quarterbacks. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. As far I mean, as the uh, go ahead. I mean Lamar. Uh, even the idea he had, not the idea, but when he first um, announced Lamar as starter last year, it was just like everyone was surprised that it was going to be like a permanent thing. Like, like okay, Flacco's done. After Lamar had like three games in, they're like, oh, yeah, well, even if Flacco comes back, he's not going to start. Right. And – I think he just had this summer. He spent so much time preparing and getting this roster. Um, he coaches for his roster, is what I'm trying yes. to say. And, and a lot of coaches don't coach for their roster, just like the Cowboys do not coach for their roster at all. 
Um, they have Dak doing things he can't do. They don't have Zeke doing things, anything he can do, that kind of stuff. All the Ravens, I look at them and, like, their roles are so perfect. Like, yeah. they do exactly what they're supposed to do every player. I think they get the best out of almost every player, really. Every player that I notice, they get the best out of them. So. Yeah. They're, right now, they're, again, clear-cut the best team in the NFL. Yeah. There's just no – there's not even a debate about it. No, there's not. And I, and I really never understood, and I still don't understand, why people thought the 49ers were the best team in football. Like, as a team? No. Uh, and, I mean, there's one reason why I agree with you, but I was very impressed with the 49ers. Oh, no, yeah, they're good. They're really good. I thought they, they looked exactly like I expected them to. They slowed down Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. because their defense is also legit. Yeah. Uh, and they made plays because they have weapons. Yeah. I mean, Kittle, Kittle is, to me, the best tight end in football right now. He's a beast. I mean, he's he he's doing Gronk type things. Yeah. Like to me, and I don't know if this is because Patrick Mahomes is so good, but Kelsey never dominates and controls the the other team's like game plan. Mm-hmm. Kittle to me is is the type of guy who you're gonna have to game plan for now. Right. Like you can't just leave him open. You're gonna have to double him. Yeah. And I he's an inc- incredible blocker. Yeah, that's and we talked about that, and that's where I think he definitely is better than yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey is definitely a one man show, and that works for Forty ers too because they're like they run first. Yeah, which which again works in their favor, man. I, I think they're gonna be really good, man. They proved to me that they're for real. They're like two players away from being the best team in football, too. Probably. Yeah. Well. You know. We haven't talked about a specific uh, aspect of the 49ers, which is very important, and that's quarterback play. Because if okay. you were impressed with what you saw from Jimmy Garoppolo Sunday, you probably didn't watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can tell me if my eyes are lying, but I, I saw a questionable quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he can't make plays. I'm not saying he he can't be their quarterback as they make a Super Bowl run. But a a lot of quarterbacks can make plays. Mm -hmm. You got to have a consistent quarterback who can manage the game when, especially when you have a dominant football team. Right. And Garoppolo makes some wild decisions out there. Yeah, he takes way too many risks. In the well, I shouldn't say that he takes the wrong risks because it's not that many of them. But yeah, it's like that wasn't the risk you were supposed to take. And that's like the one thing I can't have him doing. Right. Which to me, that's a concern to me. Because mm-hmm. you're not gonna get away with that in the playoffs. Right. Uh, so as far as Garoppolo, and then that's what I'm saying. That's why it was exactly like I expected, because Garoppolo has been the only question mark as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so you, you're saying you expected him to be trash? I didn't expect him to be trash, but he he didn't look as good as he, you know he should have. Right, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
And that's tough when you when you're not controlling. You know, you don't get the ball as much as you probably should in a normal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, you just you can't make the wrong risks. Right. Like I need you to play it safe, but to me, and he got lucky because some of his risks like weren't picked off. <laughs> some of them definitely were lucky. Some of them, I think two I remember seeing should have. The first touchdown was lucky. Right. I mean, if the dude turned around, he would have caught it. Right. The, I mean, the, um, defensive the, guy. Yeah. Yeah. But the game definitely lived up to the hype, man. I think they're one and two teams right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's them and everybody else, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that was the biggest problem with me saying that they were the best. Is Garoppolo is not even top ten quarterbacks. I can't think of any football team in history that I said this is the best team in football and they didn't have a top 10 quarterback. Right. Because that's half your team. Right. And, you know, I guess people did. I guess this was like a litmus test for people to see, you know, what Garoppolo was really capable of. Yeah, I mean, Arizona is not the test I want to see. Right. Like, what was it? Four, three, four weeks ago, Monday night, when he torched the Cardinals. Yeah. When he had his little shootout with Kyler Murray. Like, that's not that's not a test to me. You shouldn't be having a shootout with a, <laughs> with a rookie Can on you one make, of the worst teams in the league. Right. Anyway. Can you make consistent plays against elite defenses? Because if you, if you go down the NFC, even to me, the worst playoff team, which is the Cowboys, Dak Prescott can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers could do that. Yep. Russell Wilson, are you kidding me? He definitely can do that. Yep. I, I would even say with the way Kirk Cousins has been playing this year, he could probably do that. Yeah. So the quarterback is key. Yeah. Yep. All right, what else? That, uh, you know what's frustrating to me? Uh, so the Patriots got kind of their ass whooped. Yeah. Sunday night. Deshaun Watson tried to make his last MVP case, another yeah. MVP case. And that's what I was gonna get to, man. I don't know if it's a coaching issue, but why? Why do the Texans some weeks look like the best team in the NFL, and other like- other weeks look like they don't belong, like with more than three wins in a season? Some weeks they look like one of the best teams I've ever seen. Exactly. And Watson, it's like, I don't know if he gets scared or not scared, but I don't know if he, you know, I don't know what it is, man. Because sometimes he, his confidence is out the roof and he just exactly. looks like he's having fun. He looks like Mahomes, but like better. He looks like a mix of Mahomes and Cam. Dude, he looks like a mix of like all the good qualities of all the good quarterbacks. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then it, other but, weeks they look they look clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Other that that has to be on Bill like, O'Brien. He barely looks like Dante Culpepper other weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it that has to be on Bill O'Brien. Yeah. It just I don't I don't know what else to look at. Yeah. When everything know. is in I mean their offensive line looks again clueless some weeks where Deshaun Watson's running for his life 
And then other weeks, he's standing in the pocket looking like Peyton Manning. Right. Because nobody's getting to him. Looking like Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then when he scrambles, it's like... It's know. like, it's the mix it of great. all the good scramblers. Yeah, he's he looks more like Michael Vick than Lamar does sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar just has the ankle breakers. Right. But uh, Watson is like really... I mean, he's a really good finesse runner. He is, yeah, he is. But it's just that really kills me because I I watched the second half and I'm like, holy shit, the Texans! Why are they not a top AFC team? <laughs> yeah, it, maybe it is on coaching. Got to be at that point. I mean, I think to me, honestly, if I really want to break down like truly all the skills of football, Watson to me probably is the best quarterback in football but you know again you have to do it every night and that's the thing he doesn't do and it's like maybe there's some guys who do one thing better like Lamar obviously runs better Mahomes may throw better maybe a little more creative but Watson has it he's a full package absolutely he's a full package he can beat you any way that a quarterback can yeah he can yep but that's the thing. Like, if it was just Watson being inconsistent, yeah, I'd be like, all right, well, shit. He's he's got to over like he's got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. He's got to stop Dak Prescott. And and that's fixable. It happens. Right, it's happened before. Yeah. But when it's everything on the team, that's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no good. It's not gonna work. Yeah. All right, that's that's fair, fair to say. Um, a lot of the other ones were kind of predictable to me. That Monday night game was a lot of fun too. It was. That was probably the next best game of this week, I think. Uh, real quick, you have anything to say about the Steelers beating the Browns? No. Okay. Shout out to Duck Hodges. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the Vikings and Seahawks. What did you think, Russell? Uh, another another expected game for me. Yeah, I mean, okay. just as I wanted to give Lamar Jackson, like it's, that's it, a hundred percent, he's the MVP. Yeah, Russell Wilson's like no. <laughs> yeah, Russell, and, and, and don't give me candidates had great games this week. Don't get me wrong. He didn't carry them like he did in some of their prior wins. Yeah. Um, because Chris Carson played. Is was it Chris? Eating. Yeah. Yeah, he played amazing. Um, but dude, he he makes that team go. I mean, yeah. just he's just the ultimate leader right now in the NFL. Oh yeah, for sure. He's the best leader in the NFL for sure. And and he's. And he's kind of he, he's gotten everybody in that locker room to buy into what he's doing. Like the the way he is, kind of like in overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Overwhelmingly encouraging. Yeah. Like he now has the roster to to do that with. Right. Because Legion of Boom, you know he was like you know they weren't going for that. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Marshawn Lynch couldn't answer the media's questions. You you think he was dealing with that every day? Right. Hell no. Right. Uh, but I, I just, 
I love what Pete Carroll's doing. And again, another organization that is completely committed to their quarterback. Yeah. And his, I mean, his maturity compared to the rest of his team, I think is part of the reason he gets that. And not that they're immature, but you know, he's been there a while. A lot, there's a lot of new guys. They came to his team. Right. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I said, the three MVP candidates all had MVP Absolutely. games. All three of them. Yep. All right. Uh, done with the NFL? Yeah. All right, man. The most controversial moment of the NBA season so far. Wow. Did it go in or did it not? <laughs> Yo, they're really protesting this. Yeah, I know. That's 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 what I, I reached out to you about it because it, like, I didn't give a shit about it when it happened and they were like complaining about it. Yeah. Like, all right, whatever. You're salty. That's fine. And they were up how much? 13? 13. Come on, man. Seven minutes left in the game, and two points decided the outcome. And how often does that happens? Like, that situation doesn't happen. But a two-point, like, miss thing happens all the time. It, like, it's just not as noticeable. Maybe some stuff that they won't replay, like a foot on the line or uh, a goaltend. Or, you know, stuff like that it happens all the time. It happens. You know, th- this to me is such an idiotic situation. I honestly think the Rockets are protesting this just to, like, satisfy James Harden. That's OD. And to oh, me, as, as idiotic as that is, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Just to fix his... uh. Just to, just to like be like, oh yeah, we we got your back, James. Like uh, I, I get it, we got your back. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the problem. That's why. That's one of the reasons why Harden is a terrible leader. Yeah. You don't you don't encourage growth from him. <laughs> At least he'd go twelve for thirty eight and not eleven for thirty eight. I mean, yeah, they they missed a bunch of shots. That's the Houston Rockets. You got a playoff preview. That that was a perfect playoff preview. No duo in history has ever missed fifty shots since the since nineteen sixty nine. Is it? That's. A, <laughs> I get what you're it was saying. A lot, it was a lot of shots. You, I got I, you. I get what you're saying. It happens, but fifty. And it was double overtime. I get that, but missing just because it's overtime doesn't mean you miss more shots. That's what people were like. Yeah, well, it's a lot of shots because it was double overtime. No. That doesn't mean you have to miss 50. It, he could have made five more shots in overtime, you know? Yeah, and and I, I can't even blame Russell Westbrook for this. Because he arrived <laughs> at a culture that th- there's really no culture there. No, The culture there is to satisfy satisfy basketball players, which which is fun to play for. Again, I've said that before. I would love to play for Mike D'Antoni. I wouldn't want to play for the Rockets, though. But N- dude, not with Harden. This team is just so flawed to me. Do you know how many threes Harden took? 
like 25. It was just 20. Dude, he, I saw a stat. He has seven games of 14 or more missed threes. Most guess in how, history? Guess how much the rest of the league has combined <laughs> in NBA history? How many? Five. <laughs> Only five players in history? It's happened been? five times. I didn't see. Somebody could have had it happen twice. I didn't look that up, but. I feel like that seems like something arenas. But <laughs> <laughs> that seems up his alley. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I give you that one. <laughs> he had to have one of them. But wow, uh, that, but that's crazy. Just... Five, and he's had how many? Seven. <laughs> Harden is crazy, man. Dude, he is. He has to me. He has lost his mind. I agree because I don't know how you can come out. Uh, Go into the locker room after the game and think you played well. Like him and Westbrook, I don't know how they can go to the Astros game or whatever they do after the games thinking that they're doing well by missing 50 shots. Or Harden thinking he does well because he has 60, but he took 45 shots. Who who can think that? No one should ever, by the way, no one should ever talk about Kobe Taking a lot of shots in his last game ever again. Oh my God! Absolutely, everybody who criticized Kobe for shooting the ball too much deserves owes him an apology. For sure, because you vote um, Harden MVP for doing it. Exactly. And I mean, because on the jump, every time they talk about Kobe's last game, T Mac always has something to say about him taking a lot of shots, right? Every time. But come on, man, Harden. Every game, I get like at once every 10 games, he gets 40 shots off. But every game. Dude, he doesn't even try to take good shots anymore. No, he doesn't. He, he just, just tries does to get them off. He just does whatever he wants. Yeah. What's their record now? I'm about to look. It can't be that It doesn't good. matter. It matters because, well, 13 and 7. They're currently what place? They are. They're still fifth place. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. I mean, yeah. If if they get home court in the first round, they'll probably come out of the first round. Uh, especially if they get like a good matchup. But yeah, I mean, as far as this team making a playoff run, it, if you if you understand anything about basketball and you watch the Rockets, you know what I'm talking about. This team is is garbage. Yeah, they're garbage, and they're they're too talented to lose to the the Knicks or the Bobcats or whoever or the Hornets. Let me ask you this: um, Is it coaching or is it Harden? It's it's both. I just I'm trying to figure out what percentage I want to qu- quantify it as. I, I think it's I think it's seventy Harden, thirty D'Antoni. Okay. So, replacing D'Antoni, you think, won't change anything? No. Okay. I think, I do think it's a positive, but I don't think it's enough of a difference. Now, if you traded Harden and got whatever you got back, do you think the team would be successful? Houston's not going to do that. No, but I'm just saying, if you could do it, would you do it and you think you'd be more successful without him? 
I mean, you'll get something back, obviously. You're not going to get LeBron, but yeah, you, you're going to get an all-star back for sure. Honestly, I, I think so, yeah. Okay. To me, yeah. D'Antoni, th- that's the thing. I think D'Antoni has to go either way. Even though it's 30%, I think whether you keep Harden or you move Harden, D'Antoni has to go. Really? Yes. I think if you move Harden, D'Antoni's good. I think if D'Antoni could just have Westbrook, I think he would. I think he could make a good team with Westbrook and the guys they have. I mean, and whatever they get for Harden, because they're going to get something. But I think they could have a good team. I, and I don't think the culture. Uh, this is why I think it's. I probably would say the same. I may say eighty twenty, but I think the culture is so reliant on Harden that if you move Harden, the culture has to change. So I think the culture would readjust back to what it is because their team, man-to-man, isn't garbage. But, you know, with Harden, how Harden plays the team is garbage. I think if even if Harden just wasn't there and it was Westbrook and the team they have right now, they would be better than they are now. It just, to me, Harden and Westbrook, like I agree with what you're saying. It's, I guess it's more of a personal issue for me with Dan Tony. Because uh-huh. I think Dan Tony is, is uh, as far as a playoff coach, doesn't have the best composure. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. And to me, even if you're going to build around Westbrook, that dynamic of my best player isn't doesn't have composure in the playoffs, and my head coach doesn't have that. <laughs> right. At I that you. point, you, that all-star that you got better be a really good all-star. Right. Like a Clay Thompson. Right, like Clay Thompson, maybe if just if assuming he's healthy, I think mm-hmm. the Rockets would go bananas. If it was Westbrook and Clay, if it was Westbrook, Clay, and the rest of this team with D'Antoni, yeah, dude, they get Eric Gordon back in a week or two, yeah. Oh my God, offensively, this team will explode. Yeah, so so you are saying is if you move hard and that they'll still be okay. They'll be okay, but I don't. I still think D'Antoni needs to go. <laughs> if you really, if you're really competing you. for a championship, yeah, I got you. I mean, why? Why would you move Harden if you're just gonna be the same team you currently are? Well, that's why I think Harden is so much of the team that you pretty much have to be a different team. I think moving Harden would force them being a different team. I agree with that. But, but I get, I get what you're saying too, though. Like. If D'Antoni's not going to change the team, too, then there's no point. But I guess I'm going off the uh, assumption he would change the team, and you're going off the assumption that he probably won't, which is fair. So, I just think D'Antoni hasn't shown me enough like as far as adjustments. Yeah. He doesn't really make coaching adjustments. <laughs> it's just kind of ride or yeah. die with, with his system. Yeah. And that's that's stubborn to me. I don't like that. I I agree, but I do think Westbrook would really flourish in his system. I I completely agree. If you put Westbrook, like remove Nash and put Westbrook, oh my God, triple double machine, an efficient triple double machine probably. Less turnovers, less missed shots. He's got to stop shooting these jumpers. Oh, my God. It hurts to watch. Listen, man, I do do not understand how NBA players don't 
don't improve their jump shots. What was Westbrook doing all summer? What was dude, he doing the last three summers? Dude, I told you. I, I honestly don't know because I, I agree with you because some of my point is kind of ridiculous because even with open shots, he he's awful at them sometimes. But, yeah. dude, and I've said this about LeBron. I hate having to say it all over again. If you're not a good shooter, why are you taking bad jump shots? They think they're rhythm shooters. <laughs> that that to me is again that stubbornness, that refusal to change, that yeah. that's forever gonna limit the Rockets the way they are now. Right. Yeah. But it, it, I can't even watch it, man. And I it pissed me off because I missed the game and I missed Lonnie Walker going bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we owe Lonnie an apology for one game. It's I mean, one game. Because I don't think he'll do that again, but yeah. Instead of instead of hiding that Westbrook and and Harden like missed shots and trying to pretend like the dunk was the reason they lost, how about how about taking some responsibility and stopping a second year player who up to this point hasn't been very good, but you're letting him just eat. I think his like career high was only 18 before this. I mean, he had 28, but like. Y'all got the energy to miss 50 shots, but y'all can't give me some energy and guard the the other team's best player at the moment. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to respect you in the playoffs. Why would I? Right. Yeah. And Forbes, who's, you know, Forbes can really shoot, but he's not, he shouldn't be having 25 when, I mean, Forbes and Lonnie Walker should not be the two leading scorers on any team. Absolutely not. Especially when you're playing a team that is hopeful to win a championship. And the Spurs aren't even good. I know. Like, they've been trash all year. We talked about how trash they've been. And Aldridge didn't even play. (laughs) They look better without him. Just just pointing that out. (laughs) Yeah, and we said that last. Right. Last podcast, yeah. Not surprised at all about that one. Um, okay, so, uh... What else do we have to talk about in the league? I feel like we did have something else to say important about the NBA. Um, did you see the thing? Well, we could talk about LeBron's <laughs> ridiculous. LeBron's double dribble. Carry, walk, double dribble. It was all three combined. <laughs> and they didn't call anything. Oh, that was hilarious to me, man. <laughs> uh, hey, I-, I was waiting for Utah to do what uh, Houston did. Be like, yo, we lost the game because of that shit. I would have just went and fouled LeBron right away. I probably would have, we'll review it. Yeah. Uh, but to me, uh, the Lakers got a, a quality win in that game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, ADs, I mean, we talked about them, but they're getting better and better. The Jazz are tr- – what's wrong with the Jazz, man? I just- I just think they're not explosive enough. And um, Conley didn't play, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're. I think. I don't think. Um, I'm glad Bogdanovich is helping them, but I don't think he was the right pickup. I mean, he's helping them a lot. He's like, sometimes, most of the time, he leaves them in scoring. If Mitchell's not. Yeah, but, but I, I do. I kind of see where you're going. I think. Cause I mean, like I, and this is what I said before the season started. He's just another Ingles. 
It's like they just have two Ingles now. Yeah, but Ingles kind of makes the other guys a little bit better. He does. And Bogdanovich lifts them with individual scoring, but the playmaking's not there. The the ball mover guy is not there. Yeah, well, I I acknowledge that their skill sets are completely different, but right. they don't use them any differently. No, they like, don't. It's like when you go five in, five out, they replace each other. So it's, it doesn't do anything to the offense. Like it, And then when they're out there together – it just looks weird. It's like you said, it's not explosive. It's slow. Yeah. That's really I think slow. that's a little bit of a coaching issue, honestly, because they, they kind of look like the same team as last year, but with much better players. Yeah. And that to me, like their offense, I, I, again, I don't know what the adjustment will have to be. Uh, but it's just, it seems like to me, they look the same as they did last year. Yeah, Conley, man. That can't be the case going into the playoffs. Conley had to be aggressive coming into this team. Yes. And, and he's not. I mean, and the the aggressive he is is like shooting jump shots? No. Like, Conley needed to get 30. Like, he needed to go for 30 every night. Like, that. that's what they need. Because, like, Mitchell is still the only – like true one-on-one threat like Bogdanovich can get a bucket but like if Bogdanovich if if he gets 40 we're winning the game like I'm not worried about it and Mitchell can't be the only dude that I'm scared of like outscoring us no other playoff team no other successful playoff team only has one player that is gonna outscore your team and um Utah they need someone else to do it. I'm not going to overreact to them right now. I think come All-Star break, we'll really have a good sample of what they look like. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I think it's just a slow transition because Conley was on Memphis for so long. I think yeah. Mitchell is, you know, this is his first time playing with kind of a more scoring guard. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they haven't really figured out some of the rotation guys yet. Yeah, Jeff Green is kind of lost. Uh, yeah. but but I, I you got to give him a little bit more time, I think. Yeah. Well, did they get Conley early in the season? I mean, early in the summer. Yeah. So, uh, but Bogdanovich, they got kind of late, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. What is this? Snyder. That's the coach. Yeah, Dan Dan Snyder, I want to say. No, not Dan. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn. Yeah. Dan Snyder's the Redskins owner. He um, Quinn needed to really like, you know, get some pen and paper or whiteboard or whatever, and like really see these, um, come up with these guys' roles. I think, cause like they don't look like they have different roles. You know what I mean, like. Let me think of a team like the Lakers. Although they have players that do similar things, they're not supposed to come in the game and do the same thing. Right. Like, um, uh, KCP and Danny Green, they're not like when you sub one in, you know, you're getting something different because, all right, Danny Green is probably going to guard like the best two guard on the other team. And KCP, 
you know, that's not going to be his role necessarily. Not a one-on-one guard. He may guard the, like, the shooter because, you know, he he's good off the ball guard, not on the ball, like Danny Green. But w- when I watch the Jazz, I've it looks like everyone is just, like, supposed to come in and, like, like I said, just clean replace people. And they, even though there's as a player, they're not clean replacements. That's why I think the Bogdanovich and Ingles thing is a problem. And then Royce O'Neal comes in, and is supposed to like be a spot up shooter too. And he's not. Yeah, it just seems kind of messy. <laughs> it is. But again, if if it's looking like this at All Star break, then then it's a real issue. Yeah. But is. they look messy right now, and they're winning games. Who started at the one in that game? Mitchell. Oh uh, yeah. Mitchell yeah. and Ingles played the one and two. That's just a nasty looking starting lineup anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, Ingles, Jeff Green, Bogdanovich, and Gobert. That's not good. I see why they lost. Um <clears throat> let's talk about we talked about Portland playing well. Um What are the Warriors gonna do, man? You, when they, like, what is the season now? A lottery, Are tanking? baby. Are they tanking? Tank for Lamelo. It's easy. <laughs> they can't have four shooting, uh, <laughs> shooting point guards. I'm just kidding. They'll they'll tank for the uh, the Memphis guy. Wiseman. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They I, probably I mean, will though. I mean, what can they do? I don't know. It's just, they're just so bad. They went from being in the finals to being the worst team in the league. I mean, they're so hurt, too. I know they are, but they're like, they're not even like worried about coming back. That's the thing. That's what's crazy. You know what what the thing is for me is last year, their depth was starting to be a concern. Yeah. And it went from starting to be a concern to full-blown disaster. I think their depth is kind of fire now, though. I mean, well, no. I think that what they're doing now is using their depth and developing them by just throwing them into the water. And it's working. Pascal looks like, you know, Draymond Green 2.0. I mean, if it's working, then why'd you say, what's the problem? What are they going to (laughs) do? I mean, after they come back. What is what is the plan? They're not going to be good when they come back still, to me. No, no. So, I, I mean, D'Angelo Russell, is he leaving? <laughs> are they trade? Are they going to get the first pick of the draft and trade it? That's what, that's what I mean. I don't know. Like, I was joking about the tanking thing, but I was also taking it serious because they really are tanking for the first pick, and they're going to use the first pick. They're gonna like have a rookie out there with Clay and Steph, or are they gonna? I I think this team is stuck until we see what Steph and Clay look like coming back. If they get a top three pick and they, I trade it with D'Angelo and get another All Star. Yeah, because to me, again, Steph and Clay, I believe in. Like I believe, yeah. I don't care if they're coming off injuries. I still believe in them as a backcourt. Yeah, me too. But if you like you said, if you trade for a big piece, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Uh, I'm trying to think of a 
like a Jimmy Butler. Not I'm not saying that will be the case, but like a Jimmy Butler type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you continue to develop these rotation guys because right now you have eight, nine guys playing who are all like five to nine rotation guys. Right. So if they continue to develop those guys, I'm like next year they'll still be a good team. Mm-hmm. But as, as far as salvaging this year, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah. There's no point for even going for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. I guess they do have picks though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else in the league? Uh, Dallas, I'm surprised Dallas has continued to play as well as they have. Yeah. I got to, as far as like Doncic has been incredible. I'm not taking it anything away from him. Yeah. He's all NBA this year. Uh, but Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting back in form. Finally. Yeah. It, it took a little while. He, I think he's someone that the team just has to have confidence in. Because, I mean, he, he, the Knicks did not value him at all. Not at all. It was clear. And he I also think, didn't mix it well by kind of, as far as I watched Dallas early in the year, he was taking awful shots. He was, yeah. Like, dude, you're not Terrence Ross. Like, that's <laughs> what he was playing like. <laughs> like he's... He was just coming uh, out there like a, like, a, yeah, like a shameless gunner. Right, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're you're too good of a player to just chuck. Like that's you could do more than that. Right. And he's he's starting to contribute more in other ways too, which I like. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's been undervalued for a long time. If he could be consistent, uh they could overcome a lot of those depth issues that we were talking about. I agree, because he's someone that can get 30 if you're not playing him. Right, and, he's flo- and he's a perfect fit to Doncic. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's he's honestly, he's one of these Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson. He could fit with anybody. Yeah, he can. Yeah, almost Danny Green, too. He's one of right, those right. that just, if you need a shooter, he's someone I would definitely go for. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of other trends to talk about that we haven't already talked about. I got a chance to see Indiana play. Uh, they lost to Philly. What was it? Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, dude, you sleep on Brogdon. <laughs> I'll remain sleep until. Ah, Oladipo you do gets that. Back. You do that when Oladipo comes back and they start cooking people. They're gonna be <laughs> the best backcourt in the East. Uh. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> not at all. Man. Now, was... they're not going to be like... Like, Brogdon is not going to average 28, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not going to have a 25-25 kind of thing going on. Yeah. But they're going to be winning a lot of games with Brogdon averaging 18-20 to 20 and Oladipo getting 20-23. to 23. I can believe that. And it might take a little bit of time. I don't, I don't know how healthy Oladipo is going to be. Uh, how how bad do you think I think Brogdon is? <laughs> you just think he's like a mediocre NBA player. <laughs> what do you think he is? He's a, a borderline all star. He's that in that Mike Mike Conley Memphis like thing. 
Oh, wow. He's that, like, yeah. Dallas Monte Ellis thing. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. That's yeah, a 20-point score. He's that good for sure, yeah. I don't think he's trash. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't say you you were saying he's trash. Yeah, but in no universe will he ever be the best player on the team. He's not. The, that, I mean, that's fair. I mean, right now, he's the best player, but the team is really bad, like, roster-wise, overall. And he's really... I take Oladipo with a bad leg over him still. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, outside of I was impressed with Brogdon, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I don't. I'm not going to talk about Philly. The same, the same things we've talked about. How did How does Tobias Harris get 22 points and look like trash? <laughs> did you see the score tonight? Yeah, they lost to to us. I think. <laughs> yeah. He had 33, Tobias did. He, dude, he looked awful. Like, I was, I was watching him score, and I'm like, how do you look awful scoring the ball? Their team is not good. <laughs> Their team is not good, and it's just, it doesn't fit anymore. They need to trade. Someone has to go. Embiid or Simmons. They have to make the decision. Dude, Simmons is, Simmons is the epitome of, like, fake assists. Oh, yeah. And in terms of, like, and I got to explain that. Not that he doesn't get dimes, because he Mm -hmm. he does. Like, he's easily capable of throwing vicious passes at any point. Yeah. He's not a point guard. I I don't care how many assists he averages. I don't care what kind of flashy passes he makes. He is not a point guard. Mm -hmm. He does not understand how to control the game. Right. All he could do is play in transition. That's his game for sure. And and but, that like it's that's all he has. Yeah, and you know, and I hate to quote Max Kellerman on this, but he really is just a thicker Greek freak to me. <laughs> like that's who he should be trying to play like, not like Mike Conley. Yes. That's not his game. Yes. If he just came down and started bullying people to the paint, he would he'd probably be a better player. And he'd probably get more assists because people would have to actually guard him. Now you just back up and just he's not getting forty. Right. I mean what's his cap his points? I've, his his limitations as a player are holding other guys back, I feel like. I I agree. And that's but, not obviously that's not the only issue they have. Yeah, but I don't think that's even his only issue. I think they're just not using the team good. I mean, I mean we talked about that. I mean, yeah. like Embiid's Embiid's ball stoppage and Ben Simmons not being able to play off the ball is a disaster. It's like Westbrook and Carmelo. And Brett Brown looks clueless as far as, like, any kind of adjustments. None. None. There's been none. Is that that he looks clueless? He is clueless. Of all the playoff, like, team coaches, he is on the hot seat more than anyone else. Yeah. The 76ers might not make the playoffs, honestly. Stop. <laughs> what? Yeah, and then I'll, I'll, next week I'll say the Rockets won't make the playoffs. I'm serious. They might not. No, they're going to beat enough teams to, to win a good amount of games. They lost to the Wizards. And the Pacers, you said? 
No, they beat the Pacers. Oh, okay. Barely. Barely. They were letting, dude, they were letting TJ Warren look like it's NC State all over again. <laughs> but, like I said, they're only beating, like, the worst teams in the league. Right. Sacramento, New York. I mean, they beat Utah, but I just talked about how we just talked about Utah for 30 minutes. Like, um, the Heat are going to pass them. And and when Oladipo comes back, I expect the Pacers to pass them. And when Kyrie comes back, <laughs> no, the Nets. Gonna <laughs> I was going to say, we... if the Nets stick with Spencer Dinwiddie, they might pass them. <laughs> <laughs> right. If Kyrie doesn't come back, they might pass him. Right. The way Devontae Graham's playing, <laughs> the Hornets are right there. Only seven games oh, behind. Man. Hey, hey, Hachimura <laughs> is going off right now. Hachimura is, was a great pick. He's looking, I mean, dude, he, he looks better every week. The rookies overall, this was not that good of a rookie class, like, so far. but I, I think you got to give these guys time. Yeah, these guys, all these guys seem like they have to adjust because although I don't think it was a great rookie class, I think this rookie class has more, there's more rookies with like the whole team on their shoulders than it was last time, last year mm-hmm. and the year before. Like there's no one else on Memphis other than Morant. When Zion comes back, I mean, Zion has to really play. I can't the wait Hawks to see are what trash. Reddish had his first game, first good game. The Hawks are really bad. And Reddish, I mean, when Reddish gets the ball, he's like the only threat out there if Trey's not in the game. Um, I'm more and more impressed with Trey Young's ability to get off uh, playing solo every game. It's easy. It's LeBron and Steph. Or it's Luka and uh, Trey. But but I I don't know man I mean I don't want to compare like old teams to current teams but this Atlanta team is, is terrible. Oh yeah, they're definitely terrible. Terrible, and they got a bunch of guys out there trying trying to do shit they're not good at. I think I think he's doing a really good coaching job though. Believe it or not, <laughs> who is their coach? He was um, he, uh, Lloyd Pierce. He was the assistant oh. in. Um, Philly, mm-hmm. but I mean, the way he has Jabari Parker playing, like he's he's a borderline oh, all star. Don't let it fool you. I know, I know. I'm just saying he hasn't playing consistently well. And Trey, I mean, Trey, even though the team is trash, Trey's playing like an all star. He's playing like the best guard in the East. I mean, I'm, he's eating. Dude, two weeks is not consistently. Or two, maybe three weeks, excuse me. Jabari Parker? Yeah. He's had a good year, this whole year. He didn't start playing until like 10 games into the year. (laughs) What are you talking about, good year? He's played like eight games. I know he's averaging like 28 or whatever. (laughs) Something bananas. Well, I'm going off the games I've seen him play. (laughs) He has been eating, man. I'm not going to hate too much. I don't believe in it, but I'm not gonna say he's like it's like fool's gold. Like, I don't think anyone believes in it. So <laughs> he's played a lot of games. What are you talking about? He's played 22 games. Yeah, it felt like. I mean, granted, Atlanta is so bad, it it just all blurs into one for me. 
And I don't think he plays. I mean, they get beat so bad. I don't think he plays the full game. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> He's done after 20 minutes. Um, the Rockets beating them was really crazy, by the way. Do you yeah. think Harden had a right to be mad about coming out of the game early? When they were up 60? <laughs> eh, no. No, when when you got it going, like if you if you're going for a record night or whatever, like that, that you could be selfish about that a little bit. Yeah. Especially in like a blowout game. Like why should I why should I care about like sportsmanship? I'm trying to get my record. What if he blew his knee out? Then what? Well, then Mike D'Antoni goes in a, in a 50 point win. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying Mike D'Antoni had to make the call. I mean, I'm not saying he made the wrong call. Oh, but you saying Harden, Harden can get mad at it? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, of course he wants to go for 70, 80. He probably would have got it. Yeah. You know he would have took enough shots to get it. We know that. He would have took, yeah. He probably would have took 70 shots to get 80. <laughs> that would be really crazy, by the way, if he did. But Anyway, uh, we done with sports. Was there any other sports to talk about? Um, I, I've been disappointed by Detroit, man. Yeah, I know. I know their roster is limited, but they were playing well before Blake. They were, and then I think it was the second game. Blake came back. They played really well. Blake yeah. played well as a team. They just looked really good, and then they just went out in the toilet again. Yeah, Kennard has kind of settled back to reality. Yeah, and I think. People have seen that Canard had a good game, and they're like, "Oh no, nah. right? <laughs> We're not letting that happen again." But I also I feel like with Blake back, he probably gets less touches. Yeah, he gets a lot of minutes though. I mean, he's, he's still getting up in the twenties. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying I was expecting them to be good, but but uh, also you have to realize, um, well. This is like Casey only coached Blake for like a quarter of the season I last know. year, and then now, you know, with Rose and then is Jackson even still on the team? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Jackson play in a long time. Smart, that's smart uh, coaching right there. Uh, Don Maker, I don't know why he's on the team. Well, they just have a Tony Snell. Their roster is really bad. So bad. And I really thought he was going to be able to get something out of these scrubs, and he, he didn't. I mean. But th- these guys are like, like, there's a difference between scrubs who you can kind of see, like, contributing in certain ways. Yeah. Like, you can see Miami, if those guys are being used right, they could contribute. Yeah. You can see with a lot of the Warriors guys right now that if those guys are being used well, they would contribute. Some of those yeah, Detroit names you just said, I, I don't see anything like that. Right, yeah. I mean, what is Thon Maker? It's his fourth, fifth year? Who was the uh, John Henson? You remember John Henson was just on the Bucks for half a decade? Yeah. Looked like he never worked on his game a day in his life. All he did was block shots and catch lobs. <laughs> That's what Thon Maker looks like to me. He looks like a project who stopped like developing as a project. Like, dude... Why are you the same player you were three years ago? 
I know. I remember when he, that first game back of the Bucks, he tried to like go off, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he played bad. Remember? Yeah. It, yeah, but I I get what you're saying, and the guys you're talking about, like the Heat guys. I mean, like James Johnson would be the best player on Detroit, in my opinion. Other than like, obviously, other than Blake Drummond and D Rose, he would he would become their sixth man immediately. Yeah, but I'm saying like. Snell can't get ten points. He's he's a trash can. Marcus Morris can't give me fifteen consistently. Well, Morris is not Morris is not I mean, there anymore. I mean, Markeith. Yeah, he is. Oh, Markeith is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I meant Markeith. My bad. Markeith can't give me twelve. Yeah, he's he's falling off. I can't lie. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like those guys, I thought they would do something. I mean, Langston Galloway is. Playing way over my expectations. I know, but but he's not the guy <laughs> I was gonna think was play over my expectations. Right, he's doing like that T.J. McConnell thing. Like even when he plays well, I know he sucks, but for some reason people can't stop him. Yeah, and and, and Galloway's he, he, been shooting lights out for them. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't take. I mean, when he's really hot, he starts taking bad shots. But normally. He doesn't take a lot of bad shots either. Like, if he's open, he's shooting it, though. <laughs> yeah. Don't think he's going to, like, look for the next pass. He's jacking it, but it's not a bad shot. But, yeah, I mean, I really – I don't know why they have Bruce Brown Jr. at all. He's never done anything well for them. Um, But, yeah, I thought Snell was going to give me 10, 8 a night at least. <laughs> 8? Like, D-Rose was such a good pickup. If they could have made two more pickups like that, just like, they just quality, role, dependable role players. They're wasting the good D-Rose pickup with I know. all the trash guys. And Blake, I don't know how many healthy years Blake has left. I know. Blake, I imagine there's not many. All those wild dunks. Blake's knees are just breaking down. Yeah, as he's becoming like a fire overall player. <laughs> <laughs> he hit like six threes the other night, and that's all he made. Yeah, he didn't have any other points. Yeah, yeah, he, or he had like sixteen, and you know, um, like fifteen of them were threes. So, yeah, I don't, it, it is kind of crazy. They're missing a piece, but. Oh, we didn't talk about DeRozan and uh, DeJounte Murray unfollowing the Spurs. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. It's strange. I don't think it's a coincidence that both players would do that. Yeah. Like it's... I don't know. Wow, there's trade talks. I, I just don't like when guys are playing poorly. Like that's not the right time to act like an asshole. Like, dude, even if you're mad at Popovich or the Spurs, like, yeah. unfollowing the Spurs is, like, a petty thing. Mm-hmm. And you're not playing well enough to to really be allowed to act petty. Yeah. And, I mean, I, that's just how I see it. I mean, these guys do whatever they want, obviously. But. Yeah, I, I could see it from another side where guys are like, you know, I don't want to see the Spurs news all the time, you know? Yeah. I could see that. I don't want to like I played the game. I don't want to see them saying we got blown out by forty. Right. 
So like I'll just unfollow them. Yeah, maybe account. maybe they're just getting ready for the, the lottery year <laughs> that they're kind of heading for. <laughs> right. Carmelo's um pulling the pulling Portland back into the playoffs, carrying them. Hey man, he looks good. He looks great. Oh, he, he looks so fresh. They really disrespected uh, some of those Western guys by giving him Player of the Week. Well, yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't mad at it though. Like some people were like really upset about it. I thought I could see it. I think Doncic probably should have got it, but I don't think Harden should have got it. Right. But Carmelo or Doncic to me. I I think because Carmelo's has actually shown an incline in the team. Yeah, they they have looked a lot better. Like Harden can get sixty, but the team still looks bad, and his team still gets beat. So uh, to me, just because you have the most points, you know, that don't make you the Western Player of the Week. But Carmelo came in and like they're moving up in power rankings now, and Doncic they've I mean he's just been playing well the whole time, but so uh, to me. When you contribute to your team winning, that holds more value to me as Western Conference Player of the Week. I, I just love, dude. Melo, like, literally everything people had concerns, like, about him. Yeah. He he is showing that he is willing to adapt. Yeah, and it's – I just see that hustle play he made the other yes. night? Yes. I love that. He, look, he was so vintage. So Denver braids Melo. Yeah, or two – First, second year on the Knicks, Mello, for sure. I, I mean, love was, it, man. Yeah. Three rebounds. Dude, if he, if he gets, if he consistently could give them this and they figure it out and make a playoff run. They could be scary. I would, uh, I don't even care if they're scary, man. Lillard and, and Mello running the show with McCollum, McCollum helping him out. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm rooting for them the whole playoffs. Yeah. They definitely, man-to-man, have my favorite team in the league, for sure, now. It's official. Like, it was close, but now I really like everyone on the team, pretty much, and how they're playing. And Whiteside has been playing really well. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. He's settling into, I need to get some rebounds. I need to block every shot I see and finish some dunks. I mean, he it's slow. It's a slow settle, but he's getting there. And I think him and Lillard are getting their timing right. Yeah. At first, those first couple of games, I was expecting the pick and lob play, and like Whiteside just wasn't ready sometimes for some reason. But I've I've been seeing them connect more on that on the, um, drop downs. <clears throat> so hopefully, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Got some time. It's a long season. Yep. Uh, is that it? Yeah, let's get into. Well, we can talk about college a little bit. Okay. Uh, I don't really have much because I again I haven't gotten a chance to see much. Uh, um, Maryland looks really good, man. I got a quick peek at them the other day. Yeah. Maryland and Louisville are both fire. I mean, fire. And it's a different fire. It's not Duke fire that they're just a lot of good players. They have a good team. I mean, they play hard. They play with confidence. Everyone on the team trusts each other. I mean, they look they look great. 
both teams. But Louisville, I saw play more full games um, because I was really high on Michigan when they got moved up, and Louisville spanked them. I mean, spanked them, locked down D. Mm. And they're so long, and everyone who comes in has energy. I mean, it looks like it's still a Patino team. Like, I think um, – I forgot the guy's name from Xavier. but uh, Oh, yeah, the crazy-looking guy, right? He's their new coach. Yeah. Chris Mack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked like he really kept the culture that they had with Patino, but, you know, brought his element. I mean, it looks good, man. Xavier had the ball pressure. The Louisville ball pressure was always one of the top in the league. I mean, in the country, always. Xavier, by the way, looks like a shell of themselves without him now. You've seen them play? No, but they just. I have a friend who used to go there, and he's in touch with a lot of people. Oh yeah. And yeah. he just he kind of knows what's going on, so they've yeah. been awful. Yeah, I I believe it. He was one of those kind of. He's a good leader as a coach. <clears throat> yep. I will say, for me, I got a peek at uh, Mac McClung was working the other day. Yesterday he, he had 30, 33, I think. Oh, yeah? Dude, I have, like, my the way my TV is, the way our uh, cable package is, I have, yeah. like, six ESPN channels. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. And I get, like, the random ESPN Plus games, and I caught mm-hmm. just a little bit of the game, but my God, he looked good. Who were they playing? Uh, of course, I can't remember. I saw that they were having a... They're not having that good of a season so far uh, yet, did though, they right? have, they, Georgetown has had, like, weird controversy with some of their guys. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's yeah. weird. Uh, Akin Joe is, like, out... Is, like, off the roster. Uh, they have yeah. another big guy who was, like, good for them who's just off the roster, and they didn't even explain why. Hmm. I thought um I think something did Yeah, they uh they got in trouble. They robbed somebody. Oh, I I didn't see the story of like why, but I just saw that they're off the team for however long. Uh, or like three Georgetown eight. basketball players are accused of burglary and civil complaints. One is no longer with the team. And uh it was by two women. So I think one of them is connected to uh, a sexual harassment thing. Oh, okay. So, I think that's the one that's off the team. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, oh, or I was thinking Orange. Smart. Uh, where Marcus Smart played. Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who they played, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, he, he looks good. I went, to, I went back and saw some of his earlier season highlights. Mm-hmm. He looks so much better than he did last year, man. Yeah, I believe it. He looked jittery last year. He looked like he was in a rush a lot of the time. Uh, like his the fact that he was smaller than everybody had him a little uncomfortable. It seemed like a year under his belt. He looks good, man. If he's if he's a four year guy, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying a number one pick, but I, I think he could like sneak into the league and surprise people. I hope he stays four years. Me too. I, I think he could. He's really benefiting from the attention is off of him now. Yeah. And from what I'm seeing, the approach to the game is there. He's not just that white boy I can dunk anymore. Right. His, dude, yeah. his jump shot, like 
none. I'm mean, obviously I mostly saw highlights of his high school stuff, but he's he could be a lights out shooter. Yeah, the form is there, the quickness is there. He could he doesn't have to be like set to get a shot off. A lot of his points are coming from offenses breaking down, and he's sizing guys up and giving them isolation buckets. He's ridiculously strong and cut. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously like he does nothing but. Athleticism is obviously there. Yeah, and I'm saying he's. I think he's ready to guard even bigger guys, men. Yeah, you know. I think yeah. if he could like show a playmaking skill, because he's kind of more of just a scorer there right now. Yeah. Especially as a third and fourth year player, I mean, the NBA teams are gonna have to take a look at him. Right. They will. They will. All right. Um, I don't have any other thing, anything else about college really. Yeah, Cole Anthony takes too many shots. That's yeah, they got. Who did they get killed by the other day? Michigan beat the crap out of. Them. Oh my god! I literally turned like the end of the game. They were just getting just embarrassed. Yeah. Um, I've never seen. I'll save it for another time, like later in the season. But I've never seen a player take. On UNC, take as many shots as he does ever. I mean, I, Ohio I saw State beat the brakes off of him. I saw mostly third stringers, but uh, a lot of trash cans out there in UNC jerseys. Yeah, I don't know what's I mean, going on with that. He's the, he's the only player in double digit shots like consistently. Hmm. And, and don't get me wrong, he's good, and he probably should be the go to guy. But twenty fifteen. Between 15 and 25 shots? No. No. Unless you're averaging 30. And he's not. So, yeah, you know. He doesn't have the... From the limited stuff I've seen, I, I can't picture him averaging, you know, crazy scoring numbers. Yeah. No. I mean, first, UNC Wilmington, he shot 24 shots? What for? Who was this Notre Gotta Dame? Gotta get his rhythm. <laughs> On UNC Wilmington? <laughs> <laughs> he probably knew. He probably knew ahead of time that UNC was going to be trash this year. And he had 20 points. On he 24 shot shots? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's not going to cut it, my guy. First game of the season, Notre Dame, 24 shots. He had 34, so uh, he got off that game. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was the hype game. Yeah, yeah. 17 shots the next game. He had 28, but then he comes back with 14 shots, 9 points. 13 shots, 13 points. You know, come on, in college? Now, really, 15 shots in college is a lot of shots. Because you don't play that long most of the time. Unless you're like Trey Young. Right. And you're like leading the country in scoring. But you averaging like 16 points a game, taking between 15 and 20 shots a game? No, it's not good. And Carolina is bad, but they're not that bad. Hey, and don't get me wrong, they're bad, but Roy Williams has uh, figured out a lot of like bad rosters and made them into very high-quality college teams. Yeah, he does a lot with a little, right. often. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to doubt him. Like Maybe they won't go into the tournament as a high seed, 
But all the more, if that happens, all the more reason for them to be a upset, upset somebody early on. Yeah, they're making the tournament. Right. Let's not get. Yeah, I'm not gonna. No, get no, no. Crazy. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying like it's just they're just gonna lose a ton of games. Right. But I can't picture them beating like the top tier teams being as limited as they are. Oh yeah, they're gonna have a hard time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we got a lot of music, man. Let's let's move on. All right. Um. I'll play Jim to uh, break it up. Okay. Um, this is uh, <laughs> this is the bomb by Cap G. La 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 bomba. Squad made the beat. La 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 bomba. Yeah. What you gonna do for the bag? Start music. Start with game. <laughs> I'm All curious. Right, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. <laughs> oh no, that always. No, no, it, it's not bad. 
I wanted. I, I actually man. wanted to start positive today. Oh, okay. I I really liked it, man. I really did. Um, I will say that uh, at first I didn't like it, but at let me see what track it is. After after West Side for me, it's pretty much flawless. After that, in my opinion. For me, for my listening. Um, man, that Nipsey song, man. Great. That that's, might be one of the best songs of the year, honestly. I mean, they both murdered it. And, and the Nipsey verse is so perfect. The beat is perfect. Um, 21 Savage song is hard. Um, I didn't. I don't know if I liked the whole Bryson song, but I liked Bryson popping up on there. Um, Trey had a, had a pretty nice feature out of nowhere. <laughs> the last three songs I could do without, but <laughs> I didn't dislike them either. Um, the game, the game can rap, man. I, I'm really tired of him being underrated. Like I feel like he's gonna be underrated forever. Criminally underrated. And I think it's just, you know, part of it is his personality obviously but um anyone who listens to his full projects man i i can't there's not many rappers that i can honestly say and go into saying like when an album is coming i'm confident i'm gonna like the album or i'm confident it's gonna be a good album and the game is one of those all i like all his albums not like the mixtapes that he throws out there that are usually garbage but his albums i like them all um and this is just I I liked it. I I don't know. I can't. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I, I'm with you on a lot of the stuff you said. It's the overall, my overall reaction to it is is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a great time listening to it. Yeah. And this is this is this is the most focused he's been. I mean, shit, since documentary probably for me. Yeah. Start to finish as, as far as. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I don't remember any of his other projects as, as consistent as this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was discouraged going into it because it's twenty-five tracks, and and of course it's too long. I, I mean, it's obvious. It is, yeah. Uh, but he he does a great job, man. Like he he, does. he really reminds you of, of how good of a rapper he is, because because a lot of it, a lot of his stuff lately has kind of been overshadowed by his like you said his personality mm-hmm. uh and, and this he just seems so focused the the subject matter is is a lot it just feels more meaningful than it has in the past yeah at least with some That's of the more point. recent projects he's had yeah uh and yeah man i mean you know there were select songs i didn't like from there like honestly i didn't think he had any chemistry with ed sheeran yeah, I, I didn't get uh, that at all. You know, I, I didn't get why Ed Sheeran was even around. I, you you follow up the Nipsey song, which was just awesome, with with one of the most annoying inter, interludes I've ever heard. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Why? For that, yeah. You got twenty five tracks, I, and I up to that point, I was like, I wish there were more like interludes, maybe like a minute or two where you're just rapping. Yeah, but I don't need <laughs> this annoying shit. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and 
the last two tracks I didn't need at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, man. Besides that, I mean, there's you know, there's eighteen, nineteen, twenty tracks I haven't even talked about that I loved. Yeah, me too. If it was if this was seventeen songs, it would be completely flawless. Maybe Gucci flip flops can can be eliminated too, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. I just his rapping was really good. Uh, he had chemistry with pretty much everybody he worked with outside of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, uh, I loved him with Anderson Pac. I could just feel the the L.A. connection there. Oh yeah, the Cali connection. Yeah. Uh, I also loved, like you said, Trey songs. Yeah, uh, the the Twenty One Savage song was a little a little long, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Nipsey song is just ridiculous. It it might be my favorite song of the year, honestly. That's fair. I mean, uh, and uh, you know, I think he doesn't need the features to carry him through this too. Yeah, which he's done in the past. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, because these features are. You know, for his usual, these are pretty low, um, you know, low budget features. I I, I don't want to use budget, but they're not box office features. You know, he doesn't have Drake on here. He doesn't have Rick Ross on here. He doesn't have uh, Kendrick on here. Like, his last three albums had all three of them on there. You know? Right. Um, Dude, he's had, he's had albums that have been more features than him. Yeah, which is just crazy because again he's such a good rapper. Yeah, uh, hug hug the block is is my favorite track on here. Beautiful, so good. Beautiful. His brother responded to it too. You see that? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, the depth was there. The subject matter. That's that's what made the album enjoyable to listen to. Because again, twenty five tracks is a long album. It is. Yeah. Uh, but you buy into the stuff he's saying. It's meaningful. Like, it's a great album. I tell you what, man. Game is top five song makers to, in my book. I mean, if I want a really good song made, Game is one of the first people I call for sure. Because he finds a way to get, you know, regardless of who the other feature is, he finds a way to get a good song. Like, he's he's good at picking beats. His hooks are good. He also does a good job of fitting in with other artists. He does, yeah. He's a lot more diverse than he kind of seems like initially when you listen to him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he showed it. When I saw the Bryce, I'm like, what is this going to be about? And then it's fire. I mean, same with Trey. Like, I'm, the way the album was going, I didn't imagine Trey would fit in on here. Like, once I got past like the Twenty One Savage song, I'm like, "What is Trey gonna do on here?" And I mean, he works. And Masego and Jay Stone, you know, it's it's a good album, man. It really is. And I encourage people to go back and listen to the game's other albums. Make sure you listen to the albums. <laughs> no, not all like, of them. I I wouldn't encourage all of them. It, yeah, there's a couple there's, of ones you should skip. Yeah, there's some that are like. He gets underrated for his, like he doesn't have classics, but it's only because people haven't listened to him. Well, to me, Doc, to me, his first two are classics. Yeah, and I mean that's not a consensus, and it should no, be. No, it's not. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the second one, people sleep. 
Yeah. So disrespectful. Yeah, I I've I've liked. I don't know if I liked the last one. What was the, what was his last album? Was it the year nineteen ninety two? Oh yeah, I didn't like that one that much. Uh, yeah. It was a but, step in the right direction, but uh, yeah, I still didn't like it as a whole. Yeah, I, Doc Two I liked a lot. I liked, I liked um. I liked some songs on Jesus Peace, but not all of them. That one had more features than him for sure. Jesus Peace. Yeah, and you. I would say, I guess his only skip is the the Red album. I rock with the Red album, but yeah, I, I I'm not mad at people saying it's a skip. Like I, 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 a lot of people that I I know that enjoy listening to games say LAX is also a skipper, which I don't agree with that one. Hey, well, that just goes to show you that people will like an album. <laughs> If they listen to all his albums, you're gonna like a couple of them for sure. Yeah. You may not like all of them, but I mean, he has he has heat. Oh yeah, he, he has he on. has heat everywhere. Yeah. yeah. There's no like he doesn't have any like trash camp or even like I would skip Red Album, but that's because I personally didn't like it. There's right. there's a number of good tracks on there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what's next? Uh, I listened to Camilla Cabello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did too. Bit of a letdown, gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really have any expectations because I heard her only in like radio songs. Right. Uh, but it just wasn't as, as fun as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And she also didn't kind of wow me as an artist, I guess, in in the way I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I, I just, I don't think it's ba- a bad album. What is it, Romantic uh, Romance? Yeah, Romance. Uh, I just, it's very forgettable. Yeah, and it, to me, a lot of it felt, it didn't feel like I was listening to her. I guess you know I didn't feel any personalization in it. Yeah, I can I know that's not the right word, but you know, I, I guess like you said, it didn't wow me, and I didn't feel like man, you know, I didn't feel like I was getting to know her as an artist. I felt like I knew her in two songs, and then the rest of it was kind of her trying to be like somebody else. Yeah, there just wasn't uh, enough energy in it for me. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fair. Especially that second half, a number of tracks, she tries to like slow it down and then get like Adele type of sound. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this is not, I don't know, maybe if I just didn't know you, what kind of artist you were, but I don't really want to hear this. Right. And, and part of that me. is, you know, we're not the demographic. Yeah, it's not for us, but I agree with you. And I think anyone who listens to this kind of music often would just say, uh, you know, if you like her, I still don't see why you like the album because I don't think it's anything different. It's not special from yeah. her. Um, and the the one single on this album is like is so much better than every song. Yeah, that's I hate that. Like you never. Sean probably wrote it. I'm sure he did. <laughs> and, but a lot of these didn't feel like the music did not feel like it was. Um, done for her yeah it felt like it was just you know like there was just a beat 
and they said, hey, you know, write something to this. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like she was actually involved in the production, um, which, again, damages the character in your albums. But I would be encouraged uh, coming out of this. I think there is talent there. I don't think she's, you know, a forgettable artist. Oh, definitely not. I just yeah. think this project kind of wasn't as, as, I don't know, it just wasn't what I kind of wanted to hear and from the, the best that I've heard from her, which is like the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else did you <laughs> listen to before, before you get into, before we get into Fab? Did you listen to anything else? Um, yeah, I listened to uh, Flip De Niro's album. That came out in November, mm. and uh, um, it's one of those albums that, if I was in a different mindset, I probably would think was trash. But I had fun listening to it. You know, yeah, I was really enjoying every song. A lot of his songs are very repetitive, but I like his. I like how he sounds. I like the rasp, raspy kind of um, screech singing he does. That he's like, um, that he's like trademarked, I guess. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. From Leave Me Alone. Mm-hmm. I like that. And he, I think he knows that he's trademarked it and he uses it on a lot of the songs. But I enjoyed it, man. I, I think it's called um, Guala. I think. How many tracks is it you said? Um, hold on, let me let me look real quick. It was a lot of songs, to be honest. But I knew some of them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love for Guala, thirteen songs. That's not bad. And and some of them you've probably already heard. Like, uh, Leave Me Alone is on there. Um, what's the other? He had another hit that was on there. I can't remember right now. But Till I'm Gone, I think. So, yeah. So I knew a couple of songs. So the singles were easy to go through. Like they, I didn't feel like they were long. But, yeah, man, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, The features are pretty good. Little Baby's on there, of course. <laughs> oh, thank you, Game, for not having Little Baby right. on your album, by the way. Surprise, the I'm surprised g didn't get in there. Didn't get on the games album. Yeah. Why? I mean, he's a West Coast guy. They made a, a good song together on Jeezy's uh, little little project. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But like you say, he didn't go crazy with the features, which I like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, Flip De Niro, Love for Guala. It's pretty good. I liked it. But I wouldn't be surprised if someone said it was trash. But okay. I liked it. It's like a personal you know, preference thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Did you listen to anything else? I wish I hadn't listened to anything else. <laughs> Whew. Let's get it, man. Summertime shootout. Oh, my God. I don't know where to start, man. I, I, I've, I don't know. I've said this before, I'm sure, on the podcast. I, I love Fab. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just... I've listened to so much of his music, man. He has so many, so many classic tracks. Yeah. And I specifically say classic tracks. Because if you look at it, 
you look at his body of work, he's really never put together a good album. I liked one album, but I recognize that it's probably not that good. I mean, I, I like one. I like the good. Soul Tape Three. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, to me, looking back at some of his work, uh, I liked Loso's way. <laughs> we throw it in the bag on it. Yeah, Loso's way had a lot of hits. I mean, all yeah. all his albums, especially his earlier stuff, had a ton of hits. Yeah, and I thought when he had the Young OG project, I thought like, man, Fab's about to start making fire. Yeah. Because I thought that was like really a step up. Yep. From his last couple of things. But <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it Summertime Shootout 3 was hot garbage To me Coldest summer ever It is his coldest summer ever He was right There's way too much There's way too much auto-tune For no reason on here Everyone Like I said on Tory Lane's project I never want to hear Meek with auto-tune again Leave it to Fab, who I've—I'm not sure if I've ever heard Fab on an auto tune song. He I've heard had it, to yeah. put—he had to put Meek on an auto tune song. Why? And then the—I texted you and told you, I wish—I think I told you—I wish people would stop putting Tory just on the. Hooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tory was a waste of time on here. He wasted Tory's time to me. This whole thing is not good, man. And the um, so-called single, Oh Yeah, it sounded worse on the album than it did when I heard it as a single. Which, it's not bad, but when I heard it on the album, I thought, like, I'm going to get a relief. Because, like, oh yeah, I know this song, I kind of liked it. It didn't make me feel any better. It was just really bad, man. It was disappointing. Um, I'm sorry, Fab. I know you're quote unquote a legend, but this ain't it. And all these features, just random features, they didn't they it didn't even feel like the songs like I don't know who was making the songs said, Yeah, man, let's get A Boogie on this or let's get Jeremiah and DeVito on this or let's get Josh K on this, man. No, why who who was doing that? Cause they don't sound good. I don't hear any songs on here that I say, man, I know this person's going to sound good on it. No. <sighs> I'm doing all this ranting. You're not saying anything. I, I, honestly, <laughs> dude, I, I, this is my biggest letdown of the year. <laughs> of the year. That's fair. I mean, I, I, like I said, I love Fab. Fab as a feature has been killing it. His features, this might be his best feature That's year what I'm in a long time. Like <laughs> yeah. you said, Young OG Project was like, yes, this is you're you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and I thought like his kind of he, he had the joint project with uh, what was it, Jada Kiss like, last year. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was. Yeah, and then we get this. Now, before I even talk about what I hated, dude, why would you put out your your, your album, mixtape, whatever, is called Summertime Shootout 3? Why is your, your mixtape series centered around the summertime 
Why is it coming out in November? <laughs> That's your first problem. That's what, it's the coldest summer ever. Dude, the opening track, <laughs> I, I might have heard this wrong, and I, I listened to it twice, uh, and I'm pretty sure I heard it wrong. I hope I heard it wrong both times. Uh-huh. But he, he says a line, something along the lines of, like, uh, hope the Knicks get Zion. I'm <laughs> like, dude, did you write this in, in April, in March? Yeah, he, he did say something like that, yeah, about... I hope he makes it on the Knicks. There, there was a couple of like really dated lines, which really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, dude, I could tell this was supposed to come out in the summer. And that was the best song to me. Eh, I don't even, as far as good or bad no songs, song. it's just, again, it's this, this album is so trash. It just, it blends into one for me. Wow. It's just one bad sound start to finish. Like you said, the auto-tune is out of hand. Get it out of here. The repetitive hooks that make songs six minutes long. Get it out of here. Yeah. Fab, you've been doing music way too long. There's no excuse. That that A Boogie song made made me want to turn off this this album. (laughs) It just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, this hook is not good. Why is it being played over and over again? These verses aren't good. Why are they going on for so long? <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly thought you were polite in how tr- trash you, you, how much you trashed this album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, dude. Like you said, it, it made the features here made no sense. None at all. None man. of I, dude. I could not tell. I, I, I don't want to bet on this, but I'm willing to say that. I don't think he was in the studio with any of these guys that he made these songs with. Because there's no <laughs> chemistry here. A Boogie is from New York. He had to be in the studio. There's no way. It didn't if sound did, like he, it. He really just was just putting out trash for no reason. It, it really didn't sound like it to me. Yeah. It sounded I, like no, every, every feature was like pre-recorded and put on the track. I think the Tory song... I think Tori might have already been on the track. Right. And Fab got on it second. <laughs> I think that, like, the beat came with Tori's hook on it or something. Yeah, I'm with you, though. It's I hated bad. it, man. I, I just, and it that's it, that's why it's the most disappointing, because, again, Fab, just like Game, I, I love him. Yeah. So many good tracks. But once I yeah. went back, like, his Summertime Shootout series has been atrocious. It really has, man. It's so over. Like the other ones are overrated. They have a couple Absolutely. good songs, but as far as good, good playlists or good mixtapes, no. no, no. And I should have known, honestly. Like looking at the prior history coming up to this, I should have been able to tell that this wouldn't be good. But I was uh-huh. just shocked at how bad it was. Yeah, it felt dated. It it was repetitive. Like fat, I mean, he had a couple of, of like fun catch, you know, catchphrases and nice lines, but yeah. I mean, real like maybe three or four, right? I'm not like, all I can all I can fall back on from your album is like lines, not verses, not hooks, not a Out song of or two, songs, three or four lines, three or four lines. I mean, in, Insecure grew on me the second time I listened to it. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, one track, that's pathetic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Pathetic for, like you said, a legend. Yeah. So much potential wasted here, man. Oh, I didn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna I was gonna send you a message if, if sports went on too long. Like, dude, I'm in a good mood. I don't even want to talk about Fab. <laughs> when I texted you and told you I wish I listened to something else. Dude, I have I have two people that I like really trust when it comes to music opinion. You and another a close friend of mine from childhood. Uh-huh. And both of y'all were like, dude, this shit is trash. <laughs> Yeah, and I listened to it the first time. It was a Monday, I think. Yeah, and I listened to it, and I got mad at y'all because I were like, I was like, dude, y'all didn't tell me like how trash this was. <laughs> That's crazy. Like y'all yeah, just told really, me it was really bad. bad. It's really, really, really bad. It's awful, man. I I couldn't recommend this. I just couldn't. Even if I didn't like you, I wouldn't recommend this. Yeah, for the. the- Fab fans, I would recommend you skipping this as well. I don't think that I can't say with confidence that you'll like any song on here. You may, but you probably won't. I'm yeah, I'm leaning towards people not liking anything on there. Yep. We got anything else for music? You better <laughs> let it go for the day now. Yeah. Had to get that out. I got a I went to see Knives Out. Oh, okay. Did you watch The Irishman yet? No. All right, we'll talk about those then. I'll play your gym first. Though. All right, perfect. All right. Uh, this is I Don't Want Your Money by Ed Sheeran and her. Hey. I'll do for you all day. I've been away on the road for a little while. Today I'm heading home to make my baby smile. She hates it when I am over for a thousand miles. Away and I'm not there to pick up when she dials Yeah, she's always looking back and saying there was a time When you would be around every single night Now I'm not saying that I want another guy But I need you here for the good times and the bad times Yeah, they're pulling out my hair, getting mad times Not just the when I'm in your bed on my back times Baby, every time I call, it's a bad time Just want you here on your own There ain't no diamonds, silver or gold The camera plays a man's loving a home Like I'm the bad guy I thought it would've made me better in your dad's eyes I'm busy stacking up the paper for the bad times Cause baby you never know I'm popping right now but they will come a day when I won't There ain't no diamonds, silver or gold The camera plays a man's love in a home yeah. And she keeps telling me over and over She say I don't want your money
like clear voices at any singer out yeah right now. yeah can't wait to see what hopefully she gives us something next something new next year yeah i hope so yeah uh, <clears throat> uh, you can get into knives out and i'll get into the irishman or you want me to go first no i'll get into knives out i like to start all positive right. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh it's so Knives Out, man. I, cast, you know, it was crazy. Yeah. That's kind of the only thing that got me excited. The trailer kind of looked weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw the once I saw Ryan Johnson was directing it, I, I was I was excited. What did he done? What has he done? Uh, Looper was the the big one for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. probably done other stuff that I'm not sure, but Looper was like a classic to me. Looper was really like good. A classic sci-fi movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so coming into this, I, I was excited but skeptical because it is a whodunit. Like, those uh-huh. those have been done so many times. It's just not really original. It's hard to make those original. Yeah. But this movie surprisingly managed to do that. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's very well-paced. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't drag at any point, so you can't really ever catch yourself, like, getting bored. And it's yeah. a two-hour and ten-minute movie, which which coming out of it, I was like, wow, I never got bored. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think, as I expected, the director is the star here. Like, I heard oh. I heard Daniel Craig was great. And he, I mean, he's good. He's funny. Like, he's got a funny voice. But none of the actors really, like, have to carry the movie. Uh-huh. Because I, I think a lot of, like... There's really there's one lead, but everybody else is a side character, and even the lead gets kind of like put in the background for a portion of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But th- it's again, it's so well paced. Uh, it's the comedy is is so well placed. The thrills are exciting. The twists are actually fresh. You don't expect them. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this movie kind of reveals the the twist early on almost at the halfway point and it the movie from that point completely shifts Mm, it completely shifts and it's just it makes it that much better for me at least 
And uh, Ryan Johnson proves that he's he's here to stay, man. To to That's make fire. this kind of like honestly, this is a mediocre material that he turned into a really fun movie. Hmm, okay. It's not like it's not an Oscar winner. It's no, but like again, nobody really like. There's no actors that shine. Uh, the yeah. script doesn't seem like it's that interesting, but this movie watched. I was like, wow, I'm surprised this story is as interesting as it was. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. I, I, I wouldn't say you have to run see it in theaters, but it's definitely a movie that you would enjoy watching. Okay, that's fair. I wanted to see it. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out right now. A lot of stuff going to be coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about Um, the... uh, (laughs) I got to say, before you get into it, dude, I heard nothing but bad things about it. (laughs) Really? From a lot of people. I heard some people say it's the movie of the year. We definitely don't run in the same circles because nobody said that to me. <laughs> I had a number they of people couldn't even get through me, the movie. But, uh, yeah, well, we're talking about it's it. It's long, Let me know. so it's really, really long. Um, so listen, man, <laughs> I'm not a big historical. Um, what is it called? period movie oh yeah 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 like historical period pieces period piece i'm not big on those right um so and i didn't know like i kind of knew but i didn't know this was so much of one like i thought this was like loosely based like um you know it was the time period but i didn't know like they were going to be affecting anything you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so, let me start with this. The casting was really bad. It was really badly done. Don't get me wrong. The names and the actors are fantastic, right? You know me. I love Al Pacino. And um, he's just not a good... He wasn't good. <laughs> and he, it's not, he wasn't good, but who he was playing was not good at all to me. Um uh like he's Jimmy Hoffa I guess it's not a secret and I didn't like he wasn't a good Jimmy Hoffa he doesn't look like Jimmy Hoffa he doesn't act like Jimmy Hoffa did and I guess I don't know if that was supposed to be like the satire in the movie but it wasn't it wasn't good man there was no twist um so spoiler alert if you're halfway into it and you took a break no there's not a twist coming and the movie like leads you into thinking like there's going to be a double cross or a twist or a surprise and it's not it's just like <laughs> it's just like you're just watching it's like a documentary almost you're just watching him do something the whole movie there's no surprises they say oh i'm about to do this and he does it and that's the whole movie for all 4 hours of it just over and over again every 10 minutes he says i'm about to go do this and then he went goes and does it like it's no it's no shock it's no action really it's just it's boring man that's it Scors- scorsese really disrespectful for uh 
shitting on Marvel movies and then coming out with a snooze fest like this one. Yeah, I didn't feel any art in this. You know, he calls Marvel movies, you know, not art. So disrespectful. Not cinema. This was just... It just wasn't good, man. And I, I acknowledge some of the acting was good. Joe Pesci was a waste of money. I was De Niro. Oh, I mean, he was good, but it would just look like I was watching De Niro. Like he was no different. He was the same guy he was in. Um, That's tough. Meet the Fockers. That's tough. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He was, obviously he was a different role, but like, it wasn't. It wasn't anything special. It's not in his top twenty. Meet the Fockers is higher than this to me, as far as his performance goes. And like I said, Joe Pesci was just a waste of money. They could have got anyone to be him. He wasn't in it that much. And the little bit he was in, he was just talking. Ray was just talking. How was uh, Ray Liotta? He wasn't in it. Oh, he wasn't in this one? No. Surprise. He, he should have been, though. <laughs> he should have. Everyone else from Goodfellas was in right. it. He should have been in it, but he wasn't. Um, Action Bronson was in it. Uh, he had a nice little cameo. Um, it just wasn't good, man. Honestly, <laughs> Anna Paquin was weird in there. She was just bizarre. Um, I don't think I recognized anyone else in there. Any other stars, at least? Not no. It was just it was just nonsense. I'm not, I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably not gonna watch it. I, I'll say this. If you're, like, doing something else. <laughs> Bro, that's what somebody else told me. No, I don't watch movies like that. No, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, if you don't really want to watch it, but it, you have something to do, like, uh, now, like, I have to write a paper this week. I wish I waited to write the paper while this was on. <laughs> because... <laughs> It would have made the writing the paper more pleasant, and it would have made took some like out of some of the attention that I put on the movie off. Of oh it. yeah, I'm definitely not watching this shit. Yeah, man. It to me the lack of twists really, really hurt me because that was the whole movie. They lead it up so slow, and you think they're gonna like blow your mind, and nothing happens. Nothing. That's tough. And you, you know what I'm talking about. I can't think of a specific movie off the top of my head that they do that in. But, like, just falls you know what flat. I mean. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah, I was like, oh, this took me nowhere. And the, this is the worst one I've seen. Because the movies I've seen it happen, like, it's, it's not even close. Like, the twist is just not that good. It's not non-existent like this one. So, I mean, it's on Netflix, so I, I might get around to it at some point. But you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on that. Yeah, no, I get it. I do. I really do. I understand. So, there it is. That's all, folks. Get into uh, what we talked about. What was it yesterday or the other day? Uh, new James Bond trailer. Yeah. As usual, yeah. scorching hot. <laughs> Action packed. 
Like, um, I've never... Bond trailers are the only ones that can be described this way. And that's sexy. Yeah. No other trailers to me, like, you know, I, and there's been some great movies, great trailers for the great movies, but there's just, I don't know, something about Bond's trailers have always just been, like, sexy. Yeah. Just from I how think... it looks, how it, it's just done, how it's edited, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. For this one, though, I'm... If we're following Daniel Craig's uh, trajectory, we should be excited because he's gone great, bad, well, great, awful, great, awful. Mm -hmm. So we seem to be on pace for great. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, if we're following directly what happened in Spectre, and obviously we are from a lot of the characters returning. Yeah. That makes me skeptical, man. (laughs) <laughs> I'm with you because I thought I thought the weakest part of of Spectre was the strongest part of Skyfall which is like how much they tried to focus on Bond's uh, like personal story yeah where in Skyfall they did it so well because it's like a connection to the agency with the villain and, and uh, his whatever m yeah but inspector that was just that was like the most boring aspect of the movie yeah so i i don't know like what direction they're gonna go with this one what's what's the guy's name waltz christoph Chris- waltz yeah man miscast he was boring miscast maybe not miscast i mean well like i said we'll see in this new movie but it, it was just... the, the other thing I don't like about I didn't like about that he was the villain right but like Bond spent way too much time with him like normally Bond may see the villain at a card game and like alright I'll catch you later like you know it, you know what I mean like it's usually a short interaction or he sees him I mean, buying not a necessarily drink. But no, not necessarily. But the, not the length that he spent with Waltz. Yeah, and it just was meaningless. Like they, it wasn't like deep. It wasn't an interesting conversation. Yeah, he wasn't like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like they were just hanging out right. for so long in the movie. That's what I didn't like. Um, I mean, among other things, I didn't it like. Just dra- but that whole movie just dragged. Yeah, that particular part. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, and a lot of times he's not alone either as alone as he was that time but it is what it is i'm excited for this uh lashana lynch looks great daniel looks great uh rami malik looks great he does i'm excited Um, for him yeah i'm ready i'm excited for it. i told you i'm gonna make an effort to watch them in order all the movies yeah Uh, i watched dr no last night Okay. But Dr. No, I, I love. I know some people, like, obviously it's dated. Yeah, uh, it's a classic. But to me, I, I just love it. So you got Her Majesty's Secret Service next? <sighs> no, no, no. I'm watching them, like, in order, order. So I'm watching all the Sean Connery ones. He, I thought, um, wasn't George Lazenby right after the No, Dr. no, no. Note? He was, so I think there's three, Sean, three or four Sean Connery ones. Then it's him. 
and then it goes back to Sean Connery oh, for like okay. one movie, I think. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. I, I I was looking at the order like a few days ago, but I got you. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna make an effort to watch them in order. I say effort because the the space one I'm probably gonna skip. Moonraker. Yeah, I just I don't. I mean, I'm probably honestly I might skip a number of the Roger Moore ones. That's fair. Uh, but I'll definitely I'm definitely watching the Pierce Brosnan ones because I I don't remember those very well. Yeah. So I, I want to have a good idea of of kind of how Bond has been as a franchise. Uh, yeah. Going into this this anniversary movie. Mm-hmm. Is this this is the anniversary movie? Yeah, it's the twenty fifth one. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm uh that's cool. I don't have much to say about that. I thought I did, but I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes after this, really. That's more I guess that's what I'm more excited for. Right. And it's not a I'm not trying to like uh be negative towards Daniel Craig. But I, I, I want to know what happens when he's not doing it, you know. Right. I'm not saying that like I want him to stop, but I'm really curious. I, to see I've, what's I've had enough. <laughs> You've had enough of him. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been good, but they've kind of squeezed out all of, all of the storyline. Yeah. And again, part of that is a Spectre being as boring of a movie as it was, but they, they can prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought he was done after uh, Quantum of Solace. I did too. <laughs> I think he was supposed to he be. He was supposed to be done after three. I'm 100% sure of that. Yeah. I don't know about before Skyfall, but after Skyfall, I remember there was there was clear-cut evidence of him being gone. Yeah. Because they were looking at like other actors. Right. Uh, but we'll see. And I'm I don't know why they have to have like <laughs> why they keep forcing this like mask thing. Yeah. <laughs> they've had a they've had a hard time of finding villains like yeah. in some of the movies. Yeah. You kind of see I I'm sure it reflects like the good movies all have, you know, compelling villains. Mhm. So. All right. Um uh, I don't have anything else. Are we'll you? be back next week. Uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys season being over. <laughs> yes, it is it's, over. I, I got to say, the broadcast is mad disrespectful today. Why? Showing, every time I turn to the TV for a split second, they showed a Cowboy crying on the sideline. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see that montage of them like, yelling at each other? <laughs> you see Witten yelling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy, man. I've never seen it. some of these. I've never seen Zeke just screaming at dudes on the sideline. Me either. I guess they know it's over. Jason Garrett's nowhere to be found while guys are just yelling at each other. They showed the, <laughs> the little clip of him like smiling at Jerry before the game, <laughs> and then standing yeah. there during the game like dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, go ahead and buy that house in Texas, please. Man. Get him. Why wait till the end of the year? Yeah. What is that? Go ahead. How does that benefit you? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't think it does. Can't wait to see what Jerry has to say about this. 
There's some nice houses in um, Fort Worth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you coaching America's team, man. It's a yeah. dream opportunity. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, your boss is kind of an asshole. He's kind of selfish. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. I'd recommend the Oak Ridge schools about uh, <laughs> seven miles from the arena. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's at it. I mean, get him out of there, please. He's done. Anyway. All right, man. Um, I'm not going to play a throwback today. I, the only throwback I'm going to play is um, uh, I'm going to play this game in Nipsey song, man. And Nipsey is the throwback. So uh, we'll be back. You know, next time, like he said, talk about Cowboys L and their new coach, probably. Um, but yeah, man, uh, rest in peace, Nip. Wake up every morning on the same shit. I smoke my wood to the roach like I ain't rich. Niggas I used to hang with, it's still gang gang with. Lamborghini outside, but nigga, that don't change shit. Same nigga that gave you classic after classic. Could still chop rock and zip it plastic after plastic. Why you think Dr. Dre don't take me on them yachts with him? Whispering the Snoop, this nigga probably got a Glock with him. Facts, smoke coming out the Rari hood. Nigga, I could fuck Nikki if Safari could. Motivation for all my niggas that's watching. All my niggas from Watts and South Central and Compton. I wish you coulda been a fly on the wall in my dope spot. Leaning with a tuck in my drawers. And I hope not. Cause doing 25 to life is a roadblock. Welcome to my last album, Nip. Time to close shot. $20 million acting broke, nigga. All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga. All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga. Why the fuck you think they call us dope niggas? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga. Why the fuck you think we selling dope niggas? This for all my dogs and my locs, nigga. Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga. Fire to the spoon, put you on the moon. Make America great again, you a fucking coon. And you niggas wonder why I'm unenthused. Cause hard bottoms, Trump running shoes. And unless you know, the longer you live. And the more you know, they tap in your crib My niggas that say they got shot and actually did Who never thought what happened to Pac, what happened to Big What happened to L, what happened to Proof And Jam J though, hip-hop lean on you R.I.P. to Fredo Young niggas stay woke, old niggas stay woke It's raining hollow tips, I'm dripping in this Gucci raincoat Security won't pat me, niggas won't at me Same nigga to say the West with a bald head and some khakis Watching Kendrick show while Top Dog dap me This my last album, motherfucker, I hope $20 million acting broke, nigga All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga Why the fuck you think they call us dope niggas? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga Why the fuck you think we selling dope, niggas? This for all my dogs and my locs, nigga Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga This shit's over Say this your last shit, I don't believe you, Chuck. I remember LAX, nigga. Bring that beat back for me, though. I gotta say something. Yeah. Chuck, what up?
I was like, fuck rap music, I'm gonna rob me a bank. Starving artists ain't my style, that shit'll drive me insane. Gave my mind to these millions and my heart to the gang. Probably die up in these streets, but I survived through my name. Every nigga around me killers, and I doubted the change. If the police get behind us, we go out with a bang. Early 2000s, murder rate was a shame. We were saying bullets got no names. Nigga, we're as charismatic on these corners like Tupac on stage. But fuck a dream if it's not gonna pay. You feel me? White socks hat with my Glock on waist. Couldn't tell me I was not O'Shea. Posted at the quickest split. Don't get caught on tape. Cause they put them cameras up since they shot Quinshay. Chuck. I remember your white range. Slossin' Ave, ran up on you, gave you my mixtape. Now, 20 million dollars acting broke, nigga. All you niggas sleep, stay woke, nigga. All my niggas came up selling dope, nigga. Why the fuck you think they call us dope, nigga? Broken home, broken dreams, no hope, nigga. Why the fuck you think we selling dope, nigga? This for all my dogs and my lokes, nigga. Gotta get our neck about these ropes, nigga. 